Hey there, Freedom Fighters. My name is Andrew Warner. I'm the founder of Mixergy, where I interview entrepreneurs about how they built their businesses. And I keep saying, I want to have more entrepreneurs from outside the US, but I've, I've got to tell you, it's a pain in the butt to do it. Not for me, for them. Joining me direct from India is Rahul Argawal. The dude created this, this great marketplace for getting design work done for you. You could go find a designer and work directly with them, or you can actually um, you know, crowdsource your design uh, if you don't have a budget, you can actually use their software to have the designs created for you. Even if you don't have much taste and much style, their templates will help do it for you and they'll print it out. Anyway, thing does great. And still he's got to be up at God knows what time in order to do this interview with me. I, I'm, pre, I'm appreciative, but dude, how much does it stink to run a company aimed at American on American businesses and then be in India? I mean, I think that's become part and parcel of my our life now. Oh, before that, you know, thanks a lot, Andrew, for having <laughs> yes, me. Yes, thank you for being on here. Oh, and I should say it's Design Hill, yours, your company. Yes. Now let's get into how much of a pain in the butt is it to work in the, out of India? To be really honest with you, I love it. I mean, you do. because, yeah, because, uh, you know, we've been doing it for six years, uh, seven years now. And, uh, you know, that's how we, we dreamt of building this business because we wanted to build a global business. What time is it where you are? It's half past 11 at night. And you're clearly doing it at home. I heard somebody in the background that was family that had to quiet down so that we could record. That's not that's not interruption. That's not difficult. <laughs> no, I mean, I think they're used to it now, isn't it? I mean, the, the, if you've done something for so long and uh, end of the day, it's something that, you know, if I'm enjoying it and I'm still enjoying it, then you are. I don't see it to be a pain or know uh, a hardship uh, it's something that we love and you know we love the fact that we're able to serve businesses globally and if, and for a global business then you can't have a timeline isn't it no i guess you can't i always thought that maybe in the early days you needed to do it but now you don't your family was in in uh, offshore mining oh yes yes uh, so we still in fact we still are we are one of the uh, first companies in india uh, who are now like, doing exploration for uh, titanium minerals rare earth minerals in mm-hmm. seashore uh, so that's something that, you know, I also am a part of as well. That's something that I you started are? before Design Hill, yeah, 2011. But but not anymore. I am actively involved in that as well. What do you need to do in that? So we do a bunch of stuff. I mean, the sense, because it's, it's the magnitude is quite different because uh, uh, all these uh, offshore areas that we have, these are blocks, uh, 81 square kilometers each. And uh, you we go in with dredgers. We uh, pick up a bunch of sand. And we then bring it onshore and okay. we then test it, separate it based on specific gravities and other bunch of parameters. And then we separate out these minerals and put the sand back into the sea. So you're telling me that when you're not going online doing customer support for somebody who's upset about some design <laughs> issue, you're dealing with rare rare earth minerals? Yeah. that's What's what, your job that's there? What, What's your personal job at the family? The logistics of the entire operations. In term, but I don't want into the sea that often, to be very honest with you. But okay. you know, there's a bunch of stuff that you have to do in terms of you know uh, licensing with government agencies, getting licenses, approvals, and also okay. looking after a, a part of the operation. I don't look at the entire operations there. But it's your father's business, I guess, and I think your grandfather's business. Am I right about that? No, this this I started when I graduated. I mean, this was an opportunity we got, and because we come from a mining background, so got my it. father's and my grandfather's business is an onshore mining business. So this is something we started in two thousand. And so you personally started offshore mining. Yeah, yeah. We I got an opportunity with that. I mean, there was a national tender. Uh, okay. the government of India for the first time actually opened the offshore areas okay. for people to come in and you know bid 
and we did bid for them we tied up with companies in us and netherlands and we finally succeeded and we got a, a, a bunch of areas that we you know so you bid on, on it you get this area and then you're allowed to go in and look for for valuable minerals minerals yeah and this was before you got into design hill yeah design hill was 2014 uh, this was 2011 all right and then why did you go into design hill if you're in in the business of getting minerals because uh, you know I, to be very honest with you designil is a passion project for me and my brother varun i mean it's something that we wanted to do because we wanted to do something online uh, we wanted to be in the technology space and we wanted to scale something globally right uh-huh. uh, with 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 uh, i mean we didn't see uh, a lot of opportunity in terms of you know really scaling something and i love the technology world i love the startup ecosystem uh, you know i have myself invested in about two dozen companies uh, startups okay. I've had some good exits and some not so good exits but <laughs> yeah I mean I I love the fact that you know there is so much energy you learn so much when you speak to other entrepreneurs and uh-huh. I think it's there's so much there's so much dynamism that you it that there is but let me ask you in, this though what makes more money cuz my guess is that all the investments that you made in in startups you're basically breaking even am I right uh if if you look at the exits I'll, I'm I'm a bit positive if okay. you look at the ones that have not exited and you look at the cumulative sum about of all the money that got invested in and how much i have so i'm yeah i'm probably at a break even level probably a break even right yeah okay and so if you were to compare design hill which is an incredibly successful online business if you yeah. were to compare the profits from that with the mineral business what makes more money <laughs> mineral business because I, i'll tell you why yes. i'll tell you why see Go ahead. see there's a there's a fundamental reason for that because with design hill i we could never raise money right uh-huh. as a business i mean we've built an incredible business we have more than uh-huh. 350000 uh designers and artists from around the world right more than mm-hmm. 100 countries uh there's so much technology that has been built it's a huge platform millions of lines of code functions uh-huh. and works seamlessly but our problem was because we as as entrepreneur uh, i'm also involved in other businesses not only mining but there are there are a couple of other businesses as well uh, so whenever any vcp they've ever approached us to invest in our company we've never been able to take that money on because uh, they would ask me to resign and i'll have to like separate myself from all other businesses so so therefore we took that conscious decision uh, in the very beginning that we okay. will have to make it a profitable business but uh, right they're saying like, look uh, you get out of this mining thing if you're going to get into this internet business we can't have you also do mining on the side we need yeah, guys yeah, okay i get exactly. it I- i'm wondering why you want to do it you've got a background in in mining fa- in your family business You started a business there. Why bother with with an online company if it's not even still producing after all this hard work still producing as much money? No, it's producing. It's growing organically. I would say like it's not grow, growing at the scale of how online businesses should grow. Mm-hmm. But uh, because we don't burn money, right? We don't put in um, hundreds and thousands or millions of dollars yeah. just to like advertise we we whatever money we make from it to be very honest with you we put everything back till date in the last 6 years i've never withdrawn a single penny from this business because ah. we wanted to scale it we wanted to grow it and we wanted to you know it's something like you know we put our heart and soul into it right yeah. i we didn't know how to start a business we didn't know how to build a technology company we didn't know how to hire people when we started doing this me and my brother 
yeah but so we've learned so much doing this and you know we basically become entrepreneurs with through this business and, and it is it is more creative than the mining business it is a sexier 100%. space if it grows right it's going to have huge value compared to what you invested in it yeah. um and and it has grown and so at some point you'll if you decide to you can sell if you decide to stop investing in growth you can yeah, yeah, yeah. uh you can cash uh out on an annual basis how much money is design hill producing annually so we are doing uh in terms of uh the revenues that we make net uh, mm -hmm. we do about three million dollars is what we net make after we pay off our designers and artists and everything okay but uh before your expenses for say t-shirts on the printing business uh for the t-shirt yeah i mean that's that's what uh, with the if because you know it's a slightly complicated model because on one hand we have freelancers that we're paying off uh yeah. you know whenever they work on the platform and in fact we're not paying off we are they're paying us because they are the ones who are doing the work isn't it so we get a yes. commission on that uh then there are diy services where we make the entire but does the, does the three million include it doesn't it's after you pay it's, the designers yeah, yeah is it yeah. also after you pay your uh suppliers for the t-shirts uh, yes yes after oh it that. is so this is three million yeah. uh gross profit gross profit and but, then from uh, that you pay for your developers and servers and, and, and servers and advertisers. got it all right yeah. impressive impressive business over here let's talk about how you got started you were in india and you said these people do not appreciate good design but i know bad design and this is bad design and did you yeah. try to convince the the like your your family's business and other local businesses that they should improve their design that's how I actually got into it because mm -hmm. when I when I wanted to really change the brand identity and bring, make it more professional mm -hmm. and you know have that theme to it, uh, I had a hard time finding an agency or uh, or a company that could do that for us. And uh, my younger brother Varun, who's also the co-founder with me here, he mm -hmm. actually used to work as a freelancer while he was mm -hmm. in university because he's always been a creative guy. So when he came back, uh, you know, we just sat and we realized that this was a problem at both ends, you know, where on one side, freelancers are not getting paid, they're not able to find jobs and communicate with on the other side, businesses were not able to find great designs. Uh, to answer your question, the second part of your question, I didn't want to convince anybody here to actually use our platform because they would they wouldn't value design to the extent that you know we knew uh, you know, people in US or in the Western countries per se would value design. So we've always actually really pitched our business uh, internationally to okay. customers in US, Canada, UK, and even today, ninety seven percent of our customers are from these countries. So this was you saying. I don't know how to find a good design firm for my budget. Yeah. Looking at your brother and saying he can't really find great work as a designer. There needs yeah. to be some marketplace that connects the two and yeah. Upwork or whatever it was back then that wasn't good enough. To be very honest with you, uh, I wouldn't really disregard any other platform, but I would just say that they're not focused entirely on design, right? Okay. Uh, I mean, they have a bunch of services and in fact, we have a similar service as Upwork as well, but they don't really, they're not built for design. You know, we built in a lot of tools, mm. uh, a lot of annotation tools, communication systems that actually are required for 
facilitating design work and ah, that's something yeah. that you know really makes us stand out and that's why we have a customer satisfaction rate of maybe more than 90 99% despite the fact that we give 100% money back guarantee you're saying it's not just enough to match up a designer yeah. with a client when something's not right you don't want them to go into a chat box and say the color over in the top left corner doesn't look right you want some tool to be able to say that I'm tapping that part yeah so they're able to annotate on that we give yeah. them real time functions we are actually understood how customers uh, need to submit their briefs because that's the most important part so we've made it, made it completely interactive we give show them a bunch of designs based on their industries based on their budgets uh, they select them color options and based on that the brief that the designers get is really really interactive and visual and then after once the process starts uh, you know we we built in like the annotation tool i'm talking about there are other real time chat tools even yeah. for giving feedback we've given them options that that really facilitate and make it easy for the designer to understand because what we have to understand is a customer might be in us but the designer might be sitting in brazil or he might be sitting in ukraine or india or somewhere else and we have to make sure that everything is clearly communicated in multiple ways Okay. All right. So I see the opportunity. You're not a developer. You couldn't develop the site. Your brother couldn't code it up. You say, all right, I see the vision. I'm an entrepreneur. My family's been entrepreneurs. Yeah. They don't go outside and drill for themselves. <laughs> we shouldn't have to program this thing for ourselves. Yeah. Who'd you hire to build the first version of the site and what happened? So, so uh, it's, uh, it's funny because we, and you're, you're on point that we didn't actually have, uh, didn't know how to develop a website or build a website. So we hired, a, we naturally went to an agency, a web development company, and we, we told them that this is our brief and we want you to build this platform for us. And this is how it's going to work. And for the six, for the first six to nine months, we, we, we struggled and struggled and struggled and it didn't go anywhere. And then we decided we have to do everything in-house. So we started hiring people. We didn't know how to hire anybody. So our first three, four, five hires were absolutely horrible because we didn't know what to ask them. We didn't know what to you know, question them on. So anyhow, uh, it took us a year, to be honest with you, before we could get our product out. Uh, made a mistake as well of that classic mistake of trying to build the perfect product as well. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, we, we, I think over a period of time, because we were so much into it, we learned the tricks of the trade or we learned everything. And I mean, we had to really what did, you, what did you want that first version to, to do when you were design, when you were developing it in house or when you were working with the agency, what did you ask them for? I mean, instead of really asking them, we would, we give them blueprints. We give them layouts. We give them complete wireframes of all features, functionalities, all the use cases that we had in mind and how we wanted to serve our customers. And, and what you did know, you want it to do? We, we, we wanted to basically build a crowdsourcing platform. That time we were just looking at building a crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing website. meaning yeah. a client Whatever. says, I need a new website. It has to have these features. And then a bunch of designers will design it. But didn't yeah. that exist at the time? It did, but it was there was probably only one. There was one company called Ninety Nine Designs, and they yep. were the only ones who were doing it. But we really, we were really fascinated by the concept, and they were also very new. I mean, maybe a couple of years old. So yep. we felt that you know there was a there was huge opportunity. I mean, design was uh, has always been a multi billion dollar industry, and even today, if you look at how many people are actually getting design work done online, it's still very you know small, minuscule as compared to what happens offline. So really, there was an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, wow. uh, I know for a, uh, the statistics from a couple of years back that if you look at the design industry globally, it's about sixty-four billion dollars, but the online design industry is not even three billion dollars. 
Okay. And so when you say you were trying to do too much, what do you remember as being part of that too much? It's just, you know, we're trying to build, I mean, rather than just thinking of creating a service where we could have just matched up clients and designers and, you know, seen how it worked. We were trying to build the entire process flows, all the notifications, all features where, you know, they could communicate with each other, real-time mm. chats. I mean, it was really heavily loaded on features and stuff, which probably were not that important at that point of time, right? Because uh, all that was really necessary was a designer could really showcase his work and a customer could hire him. And if if that was working out and, if, you know, we, if we realized that that was something that we were able to do, uh, then, you know, we could have built on it and, you know, added all the other features in sequences uh, uh, later on. But we didn't go for that and we wanted to build everything out first. Okay. And so when you finally got it built, you now needed yeah. to get customers. Actually, no. Mm. What you told us before was designers first, right? Yeah. Or same time. Because yeah, I mean, it's a chicken and egg problem, isn't it? I mean, it's, a, it's again, something that a lot of marketplaces struggle with. For us, you know, we we re- realize that customers, even if we get customers, if we don't have good designers, there's not going to be of any use. So we we, rely, we identified areas where we could, you know, uh, tap into or we could, you know, uh, build communities of designers uh, that was, you know, on some social networks, on some design communities. And we started really engaging with them. Uh, we started building community groups. Uh, we started, you know, posting in them. We started like getting involved, you know, getting involved with those guys. And slowly we started introducing our platform to them. And because the idea was that if we could, we would just sell and say that, you know, okay, come on our platform, you're going to get jobs and you're going to get hired. It wouldn't have worked because we didn't have clients. So we had to really provide value to them in different ways. Uh, that was through just, and the, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was through what? What did you do? Sorry. So, so uh, it was through, you know, some, it was just different types of content that content buckets or engagement activities that we did, right? We would engage them with in different competitions. We would do giveaways. We would, uh, you know, even do run just dummy contests from our side, you know, that we, we would pay out for uh, just to get them in the, you know, just to get them the hang okay. of how it would work. And once we started building those communities and we realized that, okay, you know, we have a minimum set of set of pool of designers, we then started looking at ways of how we could, you know, get customers in where'd you get customers in the beginning we didn't i mean we it was it was a horrible time because you know we would wait for days and days out and weeks before we could actually get in a customer because we didn't know how to sell online yeah. we didn't have we were sitting in india we were trying to get get hold of a customer uh in us with a shabby website with no uh, user experience and it was a horrible time so we had to really like figure out i mean you know we were reading stuff we were uh, re- listening to podcasts. I remember even listening to your podcast uh, a few times that time. And there was a lot of, I mean, we did everything in, under the sun. You know, we tried, we posted comments, we were post- put, push, putting on Yahoo Answers, Quora, we were like trying Google AdWords. So, it, I mean, you know, anything and anything that could have gotten us some people who would look at our website and check us out and maybe, you know, hopefully pay us something to you know but but then that was uh i think there were a lot of great experiences because it taught us a lot of stuff we had to really self-learn everything you know from seo to social media marketing to digital marketing content uh, uh everything i mean we've, we've learned everything and then today we i mean we have we've done every function in-house <laughs> i mean almost everything that we do in our business is being done internally 
uh, whether that's customer support, we provide including printing customers. yourself. Printing is something. Printing is something. To be honest with you, we do we don't still don't have the scale to invest into a printing facility. Mm-hmm. But what we've done is where we've integrated ourselves uh, through APIs with some of the top uh, printing companies in the world, in US, in Europe. And mm. uh, the moment we get an order, it, in real time, it's it's sent out to them on their system, and then the process and it. it's shipped out. Okay. So quality parameters are something that we look at and we screen. Early days, you're getting going, you're looking for customers, you get a few, but you told our producer there were days with not a single customer, yeah, yeah. which stinks when you have all these designers waiting for work or trying to yeah. see if you're even worth their time. You'd even go, you'd go days and days, no customers. And you wondered whether you should continue this. What kept you going? Was it hearing the stories of other people who were doing well? I mean, you know, you can motivate yourself as much as you like, but it's really disheartening when you, you know, you put in a lot of effort and it doesn't work out because the problem with what I've felt is with an unconventional business, and I would call online businesses to be very unconventional is that there's no playbook, right? Uh, Every, uh, I mean, if you were, if you're in a traditional industry, if you're running, uh, opening a restaurant or you're uh, setting up a factory or a manufacturing facility, you still have a playbook, you know? People have done something like that before. You can get people in uh, with experience who can tell you, okay, you know, this is how you need to uh, go about creating your SOPs or you need to, you know, this is how you attract sales, you build distributors and other stuff or you attract customers. But when you book a, build an online business, especially internationally, it, there's no playbook for that. And and then when it's almost like shooting in the dark a lot of the times where it can become really uh, you know demotivating if it doesn't work out and for us you know probably one of the biggest uh, mistakes we made was we never really we should have probably sought uh, some kind of funding or we should have basically or even got somebody as a mentor because you know i think that was something that we ought to ought to have done and it, we could have saved a couple of years of our life you know where we were just struggling through you know doing stuff that we didn't have any idea about if you could go back and mentor yourself your today raul could go back and mentor the role of the first couple of years what advice yeah. would you give yourself if i had to give some piece of advice to myself back then i would mm-hmm. probably be very honest with him and i'll tell him that Dude, you're getting into an online business. It's a technology business. It requires a ton of money to be invested into uh, if you want to really scale it up beyond a certain point of time. So you need to take a call today whether you want to, you know, you want to raise money or not. Because if you don't want to raise money, probably it's not the best, uh, you know, thing. Because bootstrapping an online business unless it's a SaaS business is very, very difficult. Right, uh, uh, SaaS businesses are very different in their nature, whereas a transactional business requires constant infusion of capital, and and that is something that we didn't understand at that point of time. So, uh, and then you know, and the moment you actually go out to raise money, you automatically find yourself mentors, right? Because you bring in, you create a board, you get very organized, you have uh, VCs or angel investors who come in and, you know, you automatically get that mentorship that you, you know. You, but, but you're you, saying one big piece of advice that you would want those mentors to have given you is it takes more money than it seems. And it yeah. takes longer for that flywheel to build up than it seems. Exactly. And exactly. that it's normal for, is that right? Is That it's normal for, for the early days to not see a lot of customers. It's not that you're failing. It's just that it takes time. And then once you get more customers, you'll get more designers, get more designers, get more reputation, more 
more customers will come and the thing will just grow. That's it. Exactly. 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 Okay. Because All right. If you have a yeah. proof of concept and if you have a model that works, uh, any for you know, there is a see starting a business is really easy. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean these days, I mean anybody can who knows how to code a little bit, they can launch an app or, or they can actually build out a website and they can start a business. To be to uh, but building a business and scaling a business takes a lot more and it takes a lot more of time, effort, energy money and you know all of that has to be put in so you have to really have all of that available for you to you know invest into a business and therefore patience is important okay one of the things that did work for you in that period when you were just experimenting was creating these uh these quizzes and tools right yeah, yeah. do you remember the first yeah. one that took off yeah, I mean, we really experimented with those at that point of time as well. And they were really amazing because, you know, uh, it was more about because if, even today, in fact, uh, even after six, seven years, I, I don't see a lot of companies doing that because, you know, when you create interactive content, when you create content, which is not static in the sense that you're just not writing blogs, you're actually creating uh, a unique piece of content with your mi- like micro websites and where users can actually interact they can click on buttons and they actually see you know different yeah. results coming out uh, it's something that you know does three things for you one it engages your customer uh, or anybody who's visiting that website or that page you're very likely to uh, have them visit other parts of your website uh, you're very likely to get them to subscribe to your platform and number three it also gives you a lot of PR because when you actually push it out to a lot of different you know different blogs and different websites media websites they actually pick it up because everybody wants to really showcase unique kind of content and we did that with you know with a bunch of on bunch of topics like we we had a quiz which which said what kind of entrepreneur are you and it was it's like a riddle, you know, you click on a button and it'll take you, depending on your answers, it'll take you the screen, yeah. complete screen moved and it'll take you to another option. We did a, a, a very interactive a microsite on the hidden meanings of logos. It had like maybe 400,000 views in like a month and we got a bunch of backlinks, which helped ISEO. You're so, saying that you know, people are not going to link so much to a blog as they would no. to this tool. And here is a tool that helps people understand what... Yeah. Um, the hitting meetings behind logos or another one, which was the, uh, like you said, the, the quiz, what type of entrepreneur, do you think that still works today? It would, I mean, see, end of the day, every customer, every business has a TG, right. Mm -hmm. It has a target audience. And if you are able to really understand what your target audience is interested in, you can Mm -hmm. have content that can be created around their interest piece of interest. And, and we, end of the day, if you really think about it, we're probably spending three or four times more, um, we're spending three or four times more of our time on uh, digital media these days, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, with our phones, with our smartphones and with our laptops and all of that. So um, it's very easy to actually grab somebody's attention if you have a unique piece of content. And then if you create something with quality, then you know, you're more likely to actually engage with them and get them on board. Okay. So you did that. That started to work. I noticed yeah. that every time I tap on a logo, it expands. I get yeah, some yeah, uh, yeah. some yeah, uh, yeah. fact about the logo. And then there's yeah. a button underneath that says, get a new logo design. Beyond yeah. getting links, did that also help you get customers? Were people actually hitting that logo design and buying a design? 
yeah at least it will giving us the visibility that we were looking for because a lot of people understood that okay hey there is a website which you know which actually i can get these bunch of designs from and then we could retarget a lot of those people at a much lower price through google adwords or facebook ads and other stuff uh, so retargeting worked really well for us and then you know the people were also subscribing so we were building out an email list that we could actually mm. you know shoot them out with and we understood that see logos are just one of the things and they're not they may not be the only thing that they would be looking for as a as a if if uh, as a business as a marketing professional there are tons of other designs so as long as we were making it clear to them that you know we were a design platform and we 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 had quality designers we could service them and that's what we were trying to do with all these activities all right so the business was starting to take off on that side let's take a moment and talk about we'll come back and talk about how you grew beyond that and uh I want to talk about my sponsor now, and I'll just do a quick uh, mention and say that anyone who needs a website should go to the same company that I used to host my site. It's Hostgator. If you go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy, they'll cut their already low price further for you. So you get great service at an unbelievably low price. Hostgator.com slash Mixergy. All right. So that's, that's what worked for you. These microsites. What's one thing, by the way, that did not work for you? I have like a thousand things. <laughs> Was it one that you invested a lot of time in and it didn't take off? Google AdWords. Google AdWords did not. No, because okay. I think that's till date, any, any, any dollar that we spend on Google AdWords, we consider it to be a fee that we were paying to Google to have our website on their search engine because it's almost like, it doesn't work. I mean, because, you know, we see end of the day, you have to look at the lifetime value of a customer. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the pr- price per click. I mean, it's, if it was two, it was a few cents uh, back then. It's probably a few dollars now, uh, you know, and, and then Google changed it. Uh, it's complete uh, pay, uh, UI of its page, right? Earlier, you know, the uh, uh, people would get a lot of clicks from their uh, search rankings but then you know adwords i mean it's it's really it doesn't work because SE, seo it, works the, the returns you. are just not there yeah you yeah, figured yeah. out search engine optimization yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah after yeah, years yeah. of pain you invested did you personally do it or did you hire someone to get it yeah, right i mean no so i see one person anyway cannot do seo because seo is like you know it's in itself a huge study i mean it's a whole mm-hmm. bible that you have to go through with google but but we have a team uh, we have content writers we have seo executives and we you know we work on that but uh, i mean i've learned seo in and out you know whether it's on page off page uh, optimization I mean, you personally you spent time personally, you said pers- this is going to be everything. a thing that's going to work for us i have to invest uh huh yeah yeah, yeah, because we had to, because, you know, at the end of the day, if you think about it, as a design platform, we have probably about 70, 80 categories. Now, mm-hmm. there is no way I can spend so much money, uh, uh, you know, directing traffic to the, all those categories. We had to really understand that how, and then we looked at our competitors. We looked at the, uh, you know, how different co- companies were actually attracting customers. And a lot of them were actually getting traffic through SEO. So okay. we had to really optimize, we had to learn how it worked, uh, you know, SEO has also changed a lot every year. I mean, you know, Google comes up with new updates and it's almost like a race uh, because you have to keep updating yourself, the whole platform, the technology changes all the time consistently to really keep up with the levels that, you know, your website needs to be at. I mean, there were probably if there were 20 parameters that, you know, you had to be really good at now, probably there are 120. So it's not easy, 
definitely not. But but it's something that you know we've constantly given a lot of effort and time to, and it's it worked out for us. So now the thing is growing. Talk to me about how you figured out what to add on to it. At this point in the story, we're still looking at a, a design, crowd a crowdsourced or crowd design site, right? Yeah. Yeah. What did you do to figure out what to do next, what to add on? You know, so for us, it was always a case of, you know, speaking to our customers, understanding, uh, you know, what were, their, what were they looking for next, you know, or what, what alternative solution were they were looking for. So we, we, you know, always had a live chat. We were always communicating with them over chat, over calls and stuff. And we, we a lot of these customers wanted to work with designers one-to-one, you know, uh, after they had even... After sometimes when they crowdsourced designs from us, or they were just simply looking for a single designer to work with. So mm-hmm. we created a service called One to One, where you know actually designers could list out their portfolios, their services, they even list out the the pricings for different services that were really they were really good at, and customers mm-hmm. could actually speak to them and offer uh, take quote quotations from them, and you know hire them. Uh, then that led us to build a custom printing platform because a lot of customers were getting designs from us. They were looking for solutions to print those designs, whether they, I mean, were they contact you and say, where do we get somebody yeah. to print this thing that I just yeah, got? Yeah. Or, or if we could refer somebody or, you know, where could we get them or if we could offer that service to them. And then we, we, we started venturing into printing services. Uh, then we realized that because with technology, a lot of new, new startups were coming up that were really offering a lot of DIY AI based uh, tools that were really, you know, amazing, and we 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 had to stay ahead of the curve. So we we started building out those tools, and we have a, a great tool called Design in Studio, which basically offers you a million designs at no cost. I mean, it's, we've still kept it for free. I mean, you can actually get any design under the sun because there are beautiful templates and libraries that are there, and you can just use them, edit whatever your name, address, company name, and just print them out. Or, or just download them, and that's then part of we, the print. That's part of your print business, right? No, so that that's a separate service called Design Hill Studio. Where do which, I find that? It's on my website. Uh, uh, go, under go categories, to, under services. No, no, just just go under services. Yeah. Under services. All right, design. Okay, start a design contest, hire a designer, post a freelance job, buy a design gig, or shop on Print Shop. Okay, there is a st- service called Studio as well. Just... And this is free design. Where yeah. I can use your tool to do it. What makes yeah. it machine learning and artificial intelligence? What is it about so, it that that's that so what we, Yeah. So what we do with that is, uh, I mean, if you, if you, uh, uh, because every time a customer actually uh, uses that, because right now what we're trying to do is we're build, trying to build data on that. So if you just scroll down on the homepage, you see something called design. I see it Studio. on the very bottom. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So if you. Uh, you know, you have tons of libraries of designs on all categories, like, you know, menus and uh, people who use a lot of ma- for marketing professionals, you know, so, uh, social media banners or posts and stories and flyers. Yeah, what makes I it mean, machine learning? It seems to me like these designs are free because what you're trying to do is get customers from them. This is the new evolution of the yeah. what entrepreneur tool are you or see the hidden meanings and logos. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, this so is, uh-huh. uh, in a way, because when they use our service, when they use this tool, uh, yep. you know, we've kept it for free. I mean, we could actually build out a 
uh, a monthly subscription on this but we want them to use this to get used to using our platform to used to getting come to coming back to our website to for different requirements right i mean for us that's more important because we want to have uh, a longevity longevity with our customers uh, generally when you have designed customers they you know they'll use you to once twice thrice but yeah maybe not more but with this once they get hooked on to it and then you know we, we could probably you know charge them a monthly subscription or or for the you think that's where you're going to go with this build, yeah we could build a, we can easily build an enterprise model on this because you know companies who have multiple offices and you know multiple uh, thousands or hundreds of users uh they you know they need such uh tools to actually collate all their designs in one place so that everybody can just use the same template yeah this is kind of like canva them. like a uh, it, in some ways. I mean, yeah, but it it, it different ways because you know we're trying to do a bunch of other stuff with this as well. So we're trying okay. to build an enterprise model. But yeah, that's why we kept it for free. You know, there's no charge that we basically we're not asking anybody to pay us anything for this. Just use the service, give us feedback, and then based on that, we uh, you know we're developing this further. One of the things that didn't work for you was charging a monthly fee for unlimited design work. I've seen that work for lots of companies. Famously, uh, Design Pickles been building a great business on that. Why didn't it yeah. work for Design Hill? uh primarily because you know we were trying to do something different with it in the sense that we were we were because we already had a community of designers what we were trying to do with it was that we were trying to leverage that community to really uh, uh offer the same monthly service to them but uh to be honest with you that model would only work really well if you if we had hired all of those guys full time working for us because you know then you can have much more control over your uh the, the kind of work that was being put out with those customers because they're monthly subscription customers and also uh you know i mean it's just a different ball game altogether because you know you you'll have to really get into the process with hundreds of designers and you'll have to work on that but whereas we were looking at a very different view of scaling a business with hundreds and thousands of designers offering different services and it was very different and you had to pay them every time they did some work versus if yeah. you hired people yeah. they yeah. would just be so on staff Correct. Why didn't you shift the model? Why didn't you think it was? Uh, but, but, I mean, we didn't really enough. feel the need to. I mean, you know, they're doing one thing; we're doing five. So, you know, we 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 have different revenue models. We have different services that give us different kinds of customers, different kind of revenue options, and so we didn't really feel the need for us to really, you know, go out and uh, you know do that. Invest so much of our time and effort into building that from ground up. So we 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 just focused on what we're doing. Okay, so it seems like what you're saying is. At some point, you said, "What we'll just experiment with what people are asking for, what we think will work. If it doesn't work out right away, we're just going to move on." Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's that's what you have to do, isn't it? I mean, that's uh-huh. one one of the. So, in fact, that's the, we built two services like that. One was the unlimited services, uh, which was a monthly subscription, and then we also built a services which were basically for menial tasks, like you know, you somebody wanted to get a Photoshop edit. editing done you know for $5 $10 we thought that will work really well because a lot of customers kept asking for those services but then again something like that would work when you have in house designers because yeah you, no designer is going to work for like $5 for i mean right. they'll work on fiverr maybe but you know but you know for getting a f- edit done i mean that's that's something that just didn't fit right with the kind of you know service that we wanted to provide. And I guess also hiring designers in-house is almost a threat to your model where people where other designers need to trust you not to take their business away. Yeah, I mean it's slightly counterproductive that way. And and 
so as I, i'm as i'm saying that you know there, there's so many different models here mm-hmm. within the design space we're already looking we're already servicing customers in three or four different ways right from anybody who's look, even looking for a side hustle or a, you know who's doing a, a small uh, startup or work from home mom to a multinational company i mean we are able to cater almost everybody through the different services that we have so we 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 could have gone into that direction we still can go into that direction but we've just chosen not to if you weren't doing this business what other business would you do i mean i am doing uh, we just actually launched a company called uh, it's a it's a uh, food and beverage company in india so it's an fmcg company we just in fact our production is going to start in one week what type of food uh, so we we getting into organic foods uh, organic rice organic pulses organic okay. flour and uh, so that's something that we're really excited about because we feel that you know we've come to a point uh, especially here in india and i wanted to start something in india i mean i've i've done something uh, you know we built a tech business and in yeah. internationally and uh, this was something that i wanted to do in india because you know india is a consumer story we have a 1.3 billion people here mm-hmm. and a uh, very price conscious country very you know high consumption per capita country but uh, we we didn't do anything here and i so we we've always wanted to do and we found this as a great opportunity now because uh, there's a lot of awareness around organic food and mm. you know eco friendly products even within that same company we're doing food products as well as packaging products so like one time use plastics so you know alternatives for that uh, where we can have straws and cups and you know the cups that we actually drink starbucks coffee and you know these things are now getting more and more acceptable in india and companies are willing to shift uh, from the earlier plastic model to this so you know so it's so you're saying people are getting more conscious of the stuff they eat and the things they buy there isn't yeah. enough uh, organic options available you're going to yeah. do it are you going to sell it through uh, retail stores through markets or online uh, it's going to be a bit of everything because it's going to be it will have b2b because mm-hmm. there there's going to be a lot of retail chains and the home delivery companies who are going to be huge customers for packaging products right or or products like this whereas uh, when it comes to the consum- food 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 grade items like flour or rice and that will happen through retail stores and online uh, through uh, groceries uh, online grocery shopping cool what's the brand we'll close it out with that uh it's it's called jashn foods i don't know if you really relate to that but uh, uh jashn in hindi in uh, means celebration so mm-hmm. so it's it's a nice touch to it because it's very grounded and people really relate to that of all culture is there a website i can go see yeah you can go to jashnfoods.com j o s h j a s h n j a s h n food.com yeah so it just because we just launched so don't judge me on that ah. but Well, yeah. jashinfoods.com. Oh, it looks good. Yeah. So we just because we're just launching next week, so. Mhm. Oh yeah, see so everything's this, available this... now for $0, 0 rupees, 0 <laughs> everything. I'm buying now before yeah, everyone else we, gets in. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just so it's something in the mix, uh, but we're quite excited about it because uh there's going to be a bunch of other stuff which is going to get added and there's going to be packaging material and a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's a good time to do that. I mean, you know, to be a little eco-friendly and, uh, you know, closer to the nature. Wait, this is this is not you on the website in the about page. Yeah, it's not. I said I just gave it. I just gave the website to. I didn't ask you to. <laughs> <laughs> it's, said, wow, it's, 
looks wow. under construction. I said, I said, your brother looks super handsome. What is this? And yeah, then I realized, yeah. oh no, that's that's just yeah. someone else. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, it's a placeholder. Yeah, yeah. So we, in fact, you know, we're really uh, we're launching an initiative with this, uh, which is Mission No Hunger. Okay. Because we see, because of COVID, you know, we've seen so so many people actually have really suffered in India, and uh, so we're dedicating about two percent of all our profits to, mm. uh, you know, providing food for young children and other stuff with this. Well, it's impressive. Congratulations on your success here with Design Hill and everything else that's coming from that. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to do this uh, interview again in a few years. And we'll talk about Josh and Foods and talk about how well that's doing. Yeah, how great sure. would that be? Probably, I'll, I'll probably send it to you in US as well because we're going to be exporting to US. You are? Yeah. All right. So let we, me know we, when we, I can we, get we, it. We, we're going to do it in March. All next right. Year. So time for that. Yeah. But thank you so much. Thanks, really man. Great. And, Thanks. And thank you all for listening. And I want to thank uh, HostGator, hostgator.com slash Mixergy. Roll is past midnight. Bye.